0: Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast. We are broadcasting and recording from Para Unity 2023 in Peru, Indiana. We
1: made it for another year. I we gotta tell
0: you, Joe and I have traveled many, many roads, and this weekend was one of the most beautiful drives with the colors of the leaves falling, and it was so spooky. There was so much fog. Joe, I don't know how you drove through it.
1: I just figured, you know, if something jumps out from me, I'll stop. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> We're used to that. Yeah. In investigations. <laughs> but, no, it's um, a really, really great convention. Seeing a lot of the faces that we know. The yeah. Bell Mansion is being represented here. Bob Freeman, the occult detective. He's been on our show. He's just here. Santiago. Uh, From The Walking Dead, the motivational speaker is going on right before we are. So, you know, no pressure or anything. Nah. (laughs) He made
1: his rounds through the room. We could hear him all the way through.
0: Yeah. Yelling. Hello. (laughs) But anyways, um, you know, it was just really, really nice to come to this event and be able to um, present and speak at this event. It's great. It's in two buildings this year. So there's tons of vendors lots of merchandise. Yeah, we're
1: in the, what they call the 4-H building, which yeah. is huge. This is like what, 100 foot by 200 foot?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a nice big space. Very interesting town. Like, I just feel so spooky. Yeah. And haunted.
1: <laughs> and the fairgrounds is actually right be, between Peru and Mexico.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> I saw the sign for the rabbit's barn, and I was like, ah, I wanted to run over there, but There's no rabbits, not 4-H time. No. I was very disappointed. I was (laughs) like, I'm coming home with a bunny rabbit. I don't care. Anyways.
1: So, Jen, tell us, anything spooky happened in the house this week or anything that you want to update the listener with?
0: Just one. I don't know if this is just a coincidence or weirdness or what, but every time I turn around, something is falling. Something is falling over or dropped or just unusually. I don't know if it's me being klutzy i don't know but it's like every time i turn around there's something on the floor and i'm like what's happening and then the back room where i've seen you know david appear and i felt a strange presence is still having that weird feeling and i was gonna ask you joe because it's october and they say that the veil is thinning yeah is that ramping up the paranormal i would think so
1: i mean this is the time of year that it happens and that's one of the reasons why is because the veil is so much thinner don't know why it's this time of year. I mean, I know maybe it's a season change or something.
0: The blood moon's coming up, yes, too. Yes, blood moon. Um, we always love <laughs> going out and looking at the full moon. I don't know if you guys are like that, too. Like, there's a place in just over the Ohio border. It's called Luna Pier, Michigan. Yeah. Obviously, Luna, lunar, the moon. Yeah, it's one of the best places to go and see the full moon. And it if is. you guys are traveling... It's on the full moon and you're in southeastern Ohio, right? Yeah. No. Or Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I was say. Not enough Mountain Dew yet. Yeah. Um, go there on the full moon and it comes up, It's Joe, you've been there many yeah. times, right?
1: One of the times it was actually for the Harvest Moon. Uh, it was a super moon and all that. And we or I went up there and found parking and then I expected to be, like, one of the only people up there. But there were probably 150 people there
0: yeah. to
1: see the moon rise. That's amazing. And it was awesome. And the thing was, when the moon just started coming up, a cloud went across it. And we were all like, oh, man. And then it cleared up. As it cleared up, mm-hmm. for some reason, the mayflies oh, swarmed. No. Everybody was running to their <laughs> cars.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I don't know. I, I know we've done... A couple of shows on the effects of the lunar cycles mm-hmm. and why they call Luna Tick asylums yes which we both belong in but that's <laughs> a whole nother story um uh, but you know that that sway of the moon like sometimes you can't stop staring at it like when i used to drive up to michigan for work i have to leave at like five in the morning and at this one spot before luna pier the moon would be so big it's almost distracting yeah And there's supposed to be a huge meteor shower uh, this week, too. Is there? I didn't see that. Um, They said you should be able to see like five shooting stars an hour or something along that effect. So I'm wondering if that, you know, does the full moon affect those type of cosmic activities? It's hard
1: to say. I know it affects the mental capacities of people.
0: Oh, for sure. The tides and the ebbs mm-hmm. and, and, and all the vampires come out or whatever. Is a werewolf looks at the full moon? <laughs> I don't know. It's too you early. Should. Yeah, it is very <laughs> I know early. we should, right? We should know that. Um, but anyways, Joe, what else is happening?
1: Uh, we're doing our speech today. We're uh, yeah. doing something a little different. Instead of having a specific topic, we're just going to talk about us and things that happened to us because I think that a lot of people enjoy hearing the different EVPs and stuff. Yeah. So. That's what our speech is about, and if you're not here, you're missing out. But
0: yeah, we're gonna go over some of our evidence that we've got. We're gonna tell us tales of our haunted locations that we've been to, which you guys heard a million times on the yeah. show. But we've got to make some new ones, Joe. It's time. Yes, for we, need new to uh, we need to get out. We need to get to the Bell Mansion. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I know
1: that last night they wanted <laughs> us to stop in, but we just got into town way too late. Yeah, we were
0: traveling after so. work. anyhow,
1: with us right now we have Dia Mystique.
0: Welcome to the show. Psychic
1: medium? Yes. Or just medium? Psychic medium. Psychic medium also. Great. And tell us a little bit about what you're doing here today at the conference.
2: Well, I'm giving readings. Um, They're 10 minutes for 20 bucks. Okay. And the way that I work is I usually... touch in with the current energy the person has and I talk about how they're doing currently and then sometimes it goes into past, present, and future. And sometimes um, people that have passed away come through as well. And if they have specific questions, I can usually answer the questions Mm -hmm. they have
0: too. Tell us a little bit about your journey into being a psychic medium.
2: Okay, well, as a child I didn't have a very um, happy upbringing, so spirit has always been there with me. And so I feel like they've really fine tuned my personality and helped me become the person i am and also um you know when humans weren't there for me spirit has always been there so um i felt very alone for a long time because i didn't know anybody that had gifts similar to mine and nobody talked about it yeah. i couldn't talk about it in my family so it was something that until my 20s um i really felt alone and I you know I didn't know that there were other people out there and then I met some people along my journey that put words to what I was capable of and um, they had the understanding of the things that I was doing and they put words to these things and it was like a whole new world for me Mm -hmm. because you finally feel like you fit in Mm -hmm. so then I started going to the Camp Chesterfield and then I went to the Four Way Metaphysical Chapel, oh, okay. and I started taking classes at the Four Way Metaphysical Chapel to learn how to become a medium, because I wanted to hone my skills and understand mm-hmm. what I was doing, and you know, move into that arena of talking to spirit. Mm-hmm. So I went there for about seven years before I really got comfortable with what I was doing, and then I've given over a thousand readings t- to now, and I'm very, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback, mm-hmm. so. I'm very good at what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: When spirits first started um, coming to you, was it frightening for you as a child? Or was this something that you always had and it just was normal for you to, to sense these things?
2: Yeah, it was from the time I was born. So mm-hmm. it was like these were my friends. It's just I realized that other people couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and they would give me understanding about the situations I was in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So my childhood, I was very aware of why people behaved the way they did and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it actually really helped me understand the world around me because the guys were telling me, you know, mm-hmm. and helping with that understanding. Okay. But when yeah. I first started to actually see them, some of the stuff that yeah. came through was not... So I actually... With spirit, you don't have to just take what they give you. You mm-hmm. can ask them to kind of dial it back because um. some of this stuff was a little frightening and there was a period of time where I could hear other people's thoughts. Oh, and I'm yeah, like, that's, this is invasive. This mm-hmm. is not okay. You guys need to knock it off. Yeah. So I asked them to stop.
1: What is your, I don't want to say best ability, but what is your most common ability? Is it clairvoyant, clairaudient?
2: Um, they actually all really work together. Okay. It's kind of like when I'm doing the readings, I touch it, and I feel the energy, and then um, they kind of show me how the people's brains work. So, like, for autistic people or people that are more engineer, their brains are very similar, so they show me, like, a wire diagram. Oh, okay. So it helps me understand how to communicate with them and how their, their information comes through for them. But it is like a daydream for me, so I see pictures, and I get feelings that come through as well. And also, like, if there's a spirit that comes through, they'll kind of show me, a personality that's similar. I don't get names because it's kind of a running joke with my guides because mm-hmm. I ask them, what are your names? And they're like, a rose by any other name smells as sweet. So, <laughs> so that's actually how I knew I could stand up and start doing it in front of people. When I was at the church, I was meditating and I asked them to give me a sign that I couldn't deny that it was time for me to start doing it in front of people. Oh, okay. And so the guy that taught the class for seven years, never remembered my name, and oh. that the next time I went to class, he remembered my first and last name five times, okay. and then yeah. never again. <laughs> 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 but that's kind of how my guides roll. They're yeah. they're pretty goofy. Yeah.
0: Does everybody have a spirit guide?
2: Everybody has spirits that work with them, whether they acknowledge them or not. Okay. Um, sometimes it's more of a gut instinct or sometimes when spirits start really communicating mm-hmm. you know you ask a question and then a song comes through and sometimes the lyrics of the song are actually the message for you
0: we talk a lot about music um in the in our paranormal field whether it's um you know part of an investigation or uh, loved ones on the other side sending you messages actually joe was just talking about yeah. a certain song that he hears all the time when he's You know, thinking about his best friend who passed away. Mm -hmm. She plays the same song for him everywhere. But Mm -hmm. that's perfect for confirmation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What other kinds of confirmations can people look for if they think that maybe somebody who they know or loved ones Mm -hmm. um, are on the other side and trying to reach out to them?
2: Well, for example, with my grandmother, um, I actually can feel a sensation of her kissing me on the side of my head, or she brings through white white butterflies.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
2: So it's like when I'm thinking about her, those things pop up, and it's to the point where you can't deny the fact that that's happening with that person, yeah. or there might have been a song that um, you, you shared, so when that song comes through, that may be that person trying to comfort you. Yeah,
1: and it's a way that they communicate so much easier, because music... Is vibration. Mm-hmm. Everything is vibration. And I feel that they can, you know, people say, well, Joe, you walk into a supermarket and all of a sudden you hear that song. How do they put that? Because <laughs> you got to have the, the program director figure out what songs to play at certain times. You have mm-hmm. to have all this. But it's like, do they go back in time and do that? But we got to realize that time doesn't exist right. on the other side. It may, to us, exist. You we know, all, when we're Doing our show and we're like, okay, we got to hurry up or that. But on the other side, there's no such thing as time. One second to us is, could be thousands of years to them or vice versa.
2: But they also have more information than we do. So they can put those times and places together. Mm -hmm. And if you put that intention behind it for that energy to come through a lot of times that energy can come through but a lot of people block it because they either feel like they don't deserve it or they feel like if they get something it's going to take away from somebody else and that's like the biggest farce because the universe has so much that it's abundant Mm -hmm. so thinking that because you're getting something it's taking from somebody else that doesn't make any sense whatsoever because people also want different things Mm
0: -hmm. what's one of the most common um, things that people ask for when they come to you for a reading? Is it to talk to their loved ones, or are they looking more for like what my future may hold? Or is it, you know, where did Uncle Charlie bury his
2: <laughs> last his, will his and million testament? Dollars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of times it's guidance, mm. and um, that's a lot of stuff that, that comes through with readings, even if the people aren't asking. Mm-hmm. It's guidance or loved ones, and they want to make sure their loved ones are okay on the other side because they don't know exactly what happens or... You know, maybe the way the person passed away, they want to make sure that the person's still okay. Yeah. yeah. Because they carry their essence to the other side, so they want to make sure that everything's okay, either with them or with the other person.
0: I talk to my dad's past and I talked to him all the time. Do you think the people on the other side get tired of us <laughs> saying, dad,
2: the lions
0: are winning.
2: No, actually. Cause like, like I, you were talking about, you know, it's yeah. just a split second. They can be yeah. right there. And, when people ask me, you know, to bring up forth a certain person, mm-hmm. they say their name but then they picture the person in their head yeah. and that energy actually brings them Ooh, to the conversation. Okay. That's cool. So, it's they love being, you know, they love checking up and also like you said, time moves differently. Mm-hmm. So, even if you feel like you're doing it all the time, you know, for them it may be a span of a very long time because they're they're doing other things and helping orchestrate other things on the other side as
0: well. Do our and just your opinion, do our loved ones on the other side know that somebody may be passing soon and they come and, and come?
2: <laughs> yes. So uh, I was trying not to get upset with that one, but <laughs>
0: no, I just, uh, we had a recent situation and I was really hoping my dad would have been mm-hmm. there to greet that person.
2: Yes, actually, um, I even have where the person may not be passing for a while, yeah. but the loved one wants to let them know that, they're going to be there when the person when it's time for them so the way that they show me which i think is hilarious is they have a birthday cake and a balloon (laughs) and sometimes they even have the birthday Uh hat so
0: that's how (laughs) i know that they're going to be there because it's like a homecoming for them yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because i was like you know one of the things is i don't think the person that passed away was much of a believer Mm -hmm. i think she just thought that's it but i really feel like my you know because it she my dad and my um nephews, ex-wife, they had a special bond, Mm -hmm. you know. So I was really hoping that Shorty, that's my dad, Mm -hmm. would be there um, to greet her. Well, and even if they're
2: they're not a believer when they're
0: on this plane, when they cross over, (laughs) it all
2: becomes very clear very quickly.
0: You you had mentioned that people on the other side may have some extra knowledge. Mm -hmm. Do you think, in your opinion, Mm -hmm. that when we pass... We were able to find out knowledge of things that we were never able to figure out here on this plane. Well, for we're, me, that's like a complicated Pickford? question. <laughs>
2: because some of it is that we do have access to that information. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had people tell me that I'm, I'm in touch with the, the universal understanding. Okay. So when people ask me a question, I can give them the correct answer. Mm-hmm. And unless there's something that goes sideways... of the time it happens how I say it's going to happen because I'm in touch with that information. But Mm -hmm. our little human brains get in the way and we have all these emotions (laughs) and we have these traumas that we've lived through and Mm -hmm. these lessons we haven't necessarily learned. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to be clear emotionally and mentally to get that information Mm -hmm. but yes on the other side you're not looking at ego or pride either so you don't feel like you have anything to prove Mm -hmm. so you can be more open to having that information which may not be the information that you expect or quote unquote prove you Mm -hmm. wrong yeah so because other you know people sometimes with their pride taking hold it's like well it can't be that way because that's not how I
0: see it yeah Yeah. I just wonder because like my dad was a He loved mystery. He loved (laughs) aliens and Bigfoot, and, you know, he was an avid reader, and and I always ask him, like, talk to him all the time. I'm like, Dad, is Bigfoot real? Please tell me. (laughs) I never get that answer, but I... I hope he knows I hope he knows (laughs) and
2: you keep in mind that there's different dimensions too sure so like you know on the human plane you know there may be things going on here but then you know there's other spirit in different dimensions that other things come into play too yeah so it's like but then you know people are egocentric and it's like well it can't be anything other than humans because (laughs) we're the only ones here right yeah
1: I and that's another thing too you know I believe in that there is life on other planets I mean just look at the sky. Mm-hmm. There's billions and billions of stars. There's billions and billions of galaxies of stars. So there's got to be other ones out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've heard that there are some psychic mediums that can actually say that the soul goes up and will be the reincarnate or whatever term you use on other planets. Mm-hmm. as different. Because there's been so many times where people say, well, where's all the room for all the souls?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I believe in my heart that they go out to other planets or other existences that we don't even know yet. Mm -hmm. And they spend their time there and come back or vice versa or whatever. I just think that the universe is so full of Mm -hmm. dynamic energy that spirit can be from anywhere. And that's where I think some of these hauntings that we get Mm -hmm. are just spirits from another plane coming in and visiting us.
2: To speak to that, why I'm laughing is because um, maybe like 10 years ago, we were living in a house that somebody else had had with their parents, and their parents... I feel like the timeline got a little bit messed up because my kids saw the people that used to live there t- screaming oh, at yeah. my kid to get out of their living room Oh, because they thought my kid was the spirit because yeah. it was a different plane. Yeah, But okay. as far as aliens and stuff go, um, I actually had a past life regression where I saw one of my different lifetimes and I was definitely not in human form. Okay, ah, see, so, yeah, that's cool. That's, I but believe. it's also when you get into the different dimensions, it's like when you can be more celestial and have that understanding that there's so much more space and time in different energy yeah. that that breeds a different
0: understanding. Yeah. So I, I posed this question to somebody earlier and uh, I want to hear um, your thoughts about it. If there's a location that's quote-unquote haunted, mm-hmm. where there's spirits and something happens to the place that they're in, do the spirits go with the physical place or do they just go other places so i'll just give you an example we went to um new orleans and we went down to the lower ninth ward and you know the buildings were just completely washed away now Mm -hmm. maybe there were spirits attached to these whatever if it was a house or a building (laughs) or whatever where did the spirits go where do you think the spirits go if if their location is destroyed
2: well, you got to keep in mind time and space is different. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one of my children, um, when they were in school, they kept watching Indians and white people fighting. Mm-hmm. And okay. so that time and place was frozen on that land. Even mm-hmm. though there was a school there, mm-hmm. my child was watching this going on, and they were asking my child to help them because they were earthbound because they didn't realize they're not really fighting anymore. Uh, okay. So it depends on the spirits Sometimes the energy keeps them there, Mm -hmm. or if they're attached to that space, they can stay there. Or Mm -hmm. if, let's say, somebody catches their interest, they can actually become an attachment and go with people that show up. So that's why it's really important when you're doing those things to make sure you're doing the cleansing and protecting yourself mm-hmm. and not carrying any energies with you when you leave those facilities and okay. stuff. Because especially if you're going to asylums where there were mental patients mm-hmm. and they like to attach and then they can become poltergeists and stuff like that because they start using their energy in a chaotic way.
0: We're, we're going to asylum next week. <laughs> and I'm glad you told me that. <laughs>
2: but also, you know, there is if they're sentient and they're aware mm-hmm. you can help them release and go into the light mm-hmm. rather than letting them stay there and being tortured but yeah. some of them they they don't want to move on because they don't know anything else or they're afraid just like some people are afraid to pass away sure. and they kind of prolong it because they don't know what's on the other side yeah.
0: now how do you feel about I'll say somebody owns a, a, a location that's known to be haunted mm-hmm. and somebody comes in and is telling the spirits to go But these people are bringing people in because that's kind of their income is to come to a haunted location. How do you feel about, like, people, should they get permission from the owners of the building to do these things? Or do you think it's just okay for people to just, like, tell whatever spirits there to go? I feel like it's
2: it's about permission. It's permission from the owner of the building, but Mm -hmm. it's also permission with the spirit. Because maybe the spirit enjoys having that interaction. Yeah. So it's, because some of the, you know, the spirits can have the choice not to go. But also, yeah, if yeah. You, if that's something that, that's your intention, <laughs> you let them know up front mm-hmm. so they know whether they want you in their building or not. Yeah, and... Because a lot of the spiritual stuff is also about consent.
1: It is. Yeah. It is, yeah. And, yeah. you know, we talked just to someone earlier about, like, provoking and stuff like that. Oh. It's like... Treat the spirits as if they're in front of you because they are.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. And you wouldn't want someone, you're sitting on your couch watching TV, you wouldn't want someone coming in, like six people come in and just slide equipment across the floor and <laughs> yell at you, light up those lights!
0: <laughs> like, dude, I'm watching TV. Right? Yeah.
2: Well, and like some of the, the ghost hunting shows where they're yeah. they're mm-hmm. trying to incite the ghost and then they're surprised that they actually get wounds. And it's like, okay, it's kind of like, you know, if you go up to somebody and you're going to fight them and you're asking for a fight, they're going to bring a fight. Right. Yeah. And, and if you're resting or you're doing, you know, if you're already mentally unstable and you get triggered easily, mm-hmm. why why would you want to bring that, that into yeah, that? Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, and it's it just drives me nuts. I mean, we, we were doing an investigation one time and someone did that. And ever mm-hmm. since then, it just kind of stuck in my brain. It's like, why do you treat the spirits like that? Mm-hmm. And situation like you, you're the one that's you know, like I don't physically communicate with spirits, but with you you can see that other side, and you can see that they're spirit, and they want to be treated as if, Mm -hmm. or with respect.
2: Right, and it's just like anybody else, you know, it's like respect your surroundings, respect what you're doing and Mm -hmm. that also doesn't lead to a lot of credibility for those people, because they're just looking for sensationalism, so in my opinion they're doing it for the wrong reasons Mm
1: -hmm. Now do you have people that come to you for i don't know how to word this but for a reading to see if they can fight someone or anything like that i mean i'm sure you you sense the wrongdoing in that but Mm -hmm. i was watching someone do a reading one time and the person was getting mad and yelling at the psychic because they weren't doing the reading that they wanted Mm -hmm. i mean do you ever run into that where people come in and try to be forceful with you and try to get you to do something a certain way you know?
2: well i asked that before i give the readings mm-hmm. that yeah, i right. have the people come to me that i can help and give them the best information and for the best outcome for both of us okay so there's only been one time there was a lady that came to me at a show and she was with her mother and she was maybe 50s to 60 year old and um the first two sentences I said something that she did not appreciate about okay. herself yeah. and it was honest mm-hmm. but she didn't like somebody actually telling her that. And so she literally crossed her arms and her legs and looked away from me like a 2-year-old. Oh yeah. And oh, so my. so she totally cut me out and she didn't want me to actually give her the reading and I asked her I said I asked for consent again. I'm like, yeah. "Do you want me to give you this reading?" And she said, "Yes." And she still had her arms and legs crossed and was staring off into space. And literally, my guides made everything super hazy. It was like a shower curtain came in front. I couldn't see anything. And I, I just asked my, my guides. I'm like, should I be giving her a reading? And there was a big red X that came up. Oh. So I said, I'm sorry, I can't give you a reading and I didn't charge her for it. Mm -hmm. And then the worst thing for her, her mom still wanted a reading. So as as I'm giving her mom the reading, because I feel like her mom was very Mm -hmm. controlled by her, she was giving me micro movements, like that her daughter couldn't read, but I could read. Mm -hmm. So... There was a lot because she agreed with what I had said, and she did a micro nod, so yeah. her daughter didn't see it. Ah, but okay. so then, as I'm giving her mom the reading, my guys are showing me them building a brick turret around her, oh, so that's she's cool. her energy was not influencing the reading yeah. at all. Oh, okay. But that's the only time, and I've done over a thousand readings, mm-hmm. but that's the only time that I've come into something like that, and I feel like it was a lesson for her that she doesn't always get what she wants.
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. I saw that I was like sitting there and the person was doing the reading and they started basically yelling at the psychic saying Mm
2: -hmm. that's not what i want well you know what
1: sometimes you don't get what you want
2: (laughs) but also if you're when you choose the person that you're going to you want to make sure that you pick the person that feels the best to you yeah so you walk around and and, you know feel each other feel all the energies and if there's somebody specific that you're drawn to that's probably the person that can give you the best. But also, it may be that that psychic was questioning their abilities, and that was a test for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guides do that kind of stuff sometimes, oh, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't believe in yourself. We're going to yeah <laughs> put that out there.
1: Yeah, and I, I used to be one of the biggest non-believers in mm-hmm. psychics because, you know, on a show, I bet you I'd get maybe four to five emails in that every day or every week that someone says I'm a psychic you know and I'm like come on until (laughs) I started doing this Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and like good example is one of the first conventions we went to I walked up to someone and they're like you have an attachment I'm like okay whatever and she's like no really you have an attachment I'm like okay whatever and I walked down this just what 20 feet down this other medium said the same thing I'm like okay (laughs) and then we were just recently with Cindy Kosa from The Dead Files, mm-hmm. and she was doing a gallery reading, and I'm sitting there, and I could not believe how accurate, because mm-hmm. I expected to go in, and I mean, like I said, I, I became somewhat of a believer years ago, and I still do, mm-hmm. but the first, that was the first gallery I've ever seen, because she was like, hey, I'm going to be in your town, I'm going to be doing this reading. So I went with Jen. Mm-hmm. And she actually invited me and paid for dinner. <laughs> nice. And, uh, <laughs> Bonus. Yeah. Right? But the stuff that she was saying was so dead on. Mm-hmm. And da <laughs> Dead on. <dun. laughs> and for someone to just, out of the blue, say that, because I expected her to come out and say, I sense that there's someone in the room that mm-hmm. your great-grandparents had passed. Is there someone in the room that are great grandparents have passed? You know, oh, yeah. that's what I expected, mm-hmm. but it was nothing like that.
0: But you know, coming to the conventions is great because we have met so many people, and we learn something from every single person that mm-hmm. we either talk to or we interview. Mm-hmm. We always learn something new, which is great. You know, it's an amazing to, um, you know, be able to pick your brain yeah. about things that are burning questions in my yeah. mind. <laughs> and I always have a weird one, some kind of weird question for somebody. Mm-hmm. But no, it's great, you know, that to be able to come out to um, events like this and be around like-minded people who understand and are looking for guidance or, or need to talk to somebody to, um, you know, maybe communicate with their loved ones or mm-hmm. um, maybe understand something about themselves so really appreciate you well
2: and I like these events too because there's different readers and I like to barter so I'll get a reading from somebody else because it also helps with confirmation when I'm not listening to the stuff that I'm supposed to be listening to (laughs) but I had somebody come up and ask me how does your readings different than that person and I'm like I can't speak to that person Mm -hmm. and how they operate I can just tell you what I do because everybody's different and that's why we need so many different readers and different modalities and in different ways of of communing and having that understanding and um you know that's why there's not as far as I'm concerned it's not a competition because we all need each other oh yeah and other people need us and there's different vibrational levels and you know there's so much that goes into it you know somebody may not respond well from a reading from me that they're going to respond better from
0: somebody else
2: so we all need to be here how and
0: how do you um or what do you do to protect yourself when you come in a large crowd like this? Because, you know, there's probably a million spirits and a million spirit guys, you know, <laughs> all around. Do you do anything specific to, like, try to block that out when you're focusing on one person? Yeah. Um, it's the reading?
2: It's now, you know, so easy for me to do. I don't think about it. Yeah. But um, before I do shows like this, like I said, I ask for um, protective white light Mm. to come around and then I ask also for healing for myself and um, to people that come to me that they get what they need but also that there's healing involved Um, a lot of times actually from the time the person sits down to the time they leave their eyes light up, the weight yeah. lifts off, like you can mm-hmm. see a physical change in what's going on with them. Yeah. So with the that, you know, I asked for myself for protection. I asked for my dragon to be there. And then after the show, I asked for my dragon to remove mm-hmm. any attachments or anything like that yeah. and, and making sure that I'm not taking
0: anything home as well.
1: Yeah, because yeah, it'll physically make you sick.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you ever had anything come home with you accidentally? <laughs> 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 That you're Um, like, who are you? Why are you in my house? Well, I don't... Because I feel
2: like I just connect with a person at that time, Mm -hmm. and then I break the connection. Oh, okay. And then I move on to the next one. So like, even if I have five people sitting at my table, Mm -hmm. I can talk to each of them individually because i'm touching into just their vibration okay. right. and i ask to speak to their their higher vibration so it's mm-hmm. like whatever issues and stuff like that that's going on with them mm-hmm. or sometimes i get a little tinge of if somebody touches my hand and they're they're either trying to take energy or give me some uh-huh. of their energy then i ask for that to be
0: cleansed and okay it's just it's interesting because i always you know think about that and it's As we sit in our booth and I'm looking and watching everybody, I'm like, (laughs) how in a place where so many people believe in spirits and, you know, we're all open to the idea of paranormal as a psychic medium or somebody with abilities, we call it abilities or a gift. Either one? Either one. Okay. Some people get really... I don't get stuck on semantics, so... <laughs> yeah. Some people do. <laughs> um, you know, how do they protect themselves when you are around so many people who do go out and ghost hunt or, mm-hmm. you know, go to haunted locations or practice whatever they practice at home. Mm-hmm. You know, so I sit here and people watch and I look at the people doing readings. I'm like, mm, I wonder. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and also making sure that you're staying grounded and, like... You know being bombarded by these type of lights and you know phones and all that yeah. stuff you need to make sure that you get out in, into like the forest or water yeah. i know that if i'm not around a body of water for a period of time i start feeling drained and i start mm-hmm. feeling kind of agitated yeah so that's where where that helps me that i make sure i get to a lake yeah. or some somewhere yeah. like that yeah. or at the end of the day even there's like a little kind of ritual thing that you can do where you um, visualize all the energy of the day being like caked on mud, oh, okay. and then when you're taking the shower, you visualize it all washing down the oh, drain. Oh, try that! And then you can okay. visualize yourself getting built up with the, the white light of healing oh, and energy i love that and i like white light because some people are particular about different colors of light because of the spectrum mm-hmm. but the white light has all of it in it oh, okay. so yeah. instead of just focusing on red or green or whatever yes. the white light then it's like whatever you need you can get out of that and then you know everything else can just dissipate
1: that's awesome um if anybody would like to get a hold of you do you Phone readings or I do anxiety. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, how would someone get a hold of you? Um, what's your website? That kind of thing.
2: I'm on Facebook at DM Mystique and I'm also on Instagram at DM Mystique. Um, and my my number is two six zero five eight zero seven five three seven. And um, I can do texting. And sometimes, you know, obviously life can get in the way, so yeah. I may not text back right away. But I do. I do contact people, so... That's awesome. or if Or if they want to reach me through Messenger, through my business page on Facebook, okay, it's easier that way, and then we can get something set up and work from there. That's And, awesome. and I can do um, cards over the phone and stuff like that as well, but awesome. I do also do something that I call group um, or spirit parties, okay. where you can yeah. have a group of people yeah. come to your house, and I can go there and, and read everybody, and sometimes it's a lot of fun. I've... I've done as many as 10 to 15 people. Okay. And each one is totally different because okay. of the people that you're reading. So yeah. That sounds a, like a lot of fun. It is.
1: Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on with us. It's very enlightening. And I, yeah, I mean, every time we have someone on, we learn something. I definitely learned something today. And it was great meeting you here at the at the event.
2: Thanks. And it was great oh, meeting you both oh, as well. And nice. thank you for asking me. All right. Thanks.
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dia Mystique, for stopping by. So interesting to hear different psychic mediums because you know everybody has their own I guess style you want to say of the way that they communicate with spirit and that's why we love having so many different varieties of psychic mediums on the show and I know we say it often but that's the reason why we come to these shows is so that we can meet so many different people and we just love having them on the show so if you ever are at a convention and you want to get on our show just stop by our booth Start talking to us. Say hi. You know, we're not going to sit you down right away because we want to get to know you a little bit before so that we can have a good conversation with you. But if you're ever at a show, you're always welcome to stop by the booth, tell us your story, and get on the show. We're always looking for interesting people to talk to. So, anyways, thank you to Perry Unity for having us in. This is an awesome event. Two rooms this year. Great vendors. A great variety of vendors. Great variety of paranormal investigators at this location also so please stay tuned for next week's show we're going to have another interview from peri unity 2023 thank you for listening this week and remember please and always remember to hit that subscribe button and check out the show notes jen runs a closet where she sells clothing at awesome prices if you're looking for high-end clothing at great prices Get up on her Poshmark page. The link will be in the description below. And uh, check out what she has. Also in the description, we will have links to our website. And also, if you would like to contribute to our show so we can keep bringing you great guests like Dia Mystique, there's a button there. Just click on the link. And uh, whatever you feel you'd like to donate to the show, please do so. If not, if you want to donate for free, if you want to help out the show for free, just tell a friend. Tag us. On your Instagram stories. Tag us in your Facebook posts. Let everybody know because that's how we spread the word, folks. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening this week. We really appreciate it. Tune in next week and we'll have another great guest for you. And until then, have a great week and stay spooky during this spooky season. Goodbye, everyone.
0: Yeah!